Welcome back to the Swing Hard Podcast. Today, I'm really pumped. I've got a buddy here, Jesse Galvon. Jesse, you started a company called G-Tech. This is a super cool product. It's evolving into new products. First of all, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, awesome to be here at Bears Paw and see the new clubhouse. Congrats. Right. No, appreciate it. Um, Jesse, tell us a little bit about the history of G-Tech. We're going to get into a whole bunch of other things because you're a passionate golf guy like I am. You're from Calgary. You live in Dallas now. Lots of synergies that we're going to be able to have a lot of fun talking about. But maybe give us a little bit of history on G-Tech to start. Yeah, absolutely. So um, G-Tech is a high-tech performance company that specializes in heated clothing. Right. Um, we got our start about seven years ago, just here in Calgary, Alberta. And uh, what we found was football players for like 50 years wore those little fanny packs or muffs around their waist. You still see it in the old football videos, you right? You still see yeah. it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And no innovation. Right. Um, and you think in a sport that, you know, over 50 years, you'd see some type of heating innovation. There wasn't. Uh, so started making some initial samples and the original thought was football players. And then once I saw the first sample and felt it with my hands, I went, wow, this is like truly incredible. Because right. growing up playing golf in Calgary, where it's very seasonal and cold, right. and then playing collegiate golf in University of San Francisco, where it's also quite cold, I couldn't keep my hands warm. So as soon as I saw the first sample, I said, this is great. And um, my business partner at the time split initial PO, I think it was 500 units. And when they arrived, went around to every golf course in Calgary where I knew a head pro or had some type of relationship. Threw them in the back of your car. And threw them in the back of the car and said, <laughs> let's see what happens. Worst case, I'll have Christmas gifts for a couple of years. But um, sold all 500 a day, which was great. Had a bunch of back orders and interest. But the real aha moment was the feedback from these people saying, you haven't thought about this right. Like, yes, football players, yes, golfers. But what about just a mom walking her dog outside or right. watching her kid play hockey and, um, in an indoor rink? And well, since then, it's evolved much more than that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit here. But uh, unbelievable. That was, yeah, that was the initial kind of aha. And right. we've gone through a lot over the seven, last seven years to, to get to where we are today. And have a lot of good things going, but that was kind of the nucleus of what started the real idea for GTEC. So I know this has been a, a, a product that has evolved and, and where you started seven years ago to where you are today is totally different. Tell us a little bit about, you know, without sharing specifics, a little bit about the technology and how it was evolved or who you worked with and some of that process. Yeah, for sure. So some of our first development, we hired some awesome engineers that had affiliation with MIT in Boston. That was the first smart move. Yeah, getting good. Yeah, <laughs> people were much smarter than we were uh, Me too. around us, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, hiring good talent. So uh, found some great engineers. And originally, we wanted to create like an Iron Man suit that would heat the whole body. Okay. And what we found was with the available electronics, which is your kind of button that controls on, off, and heat settings, right. and then a heating pad, you have to connect that to a battery source. And the bigger the area surface of the heating pad, the larger the battery you need to heat that. So we found out like a month in that we could only heat like a heating pad the size of half a sheet of paper. Right. Or else you'd need a, a, a battery the size of a backpack. Correct. Right. To heat a whole mm -hmm. okay. surface. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we went, what are we going to do with this? We can't just put one little strip in the chest or the right. back or like, what are we going to do? And we found we got to go back to the hands and it's all about heating the hands. So we had an uh, engineer who was luckily dating a girl who was going to med school, and she okay. said, heat escapes through your head, hands, and feet. Why don't you heat your hands really, really hot where it probably escapes the most, increase blood circulation there. You'll actually heat your whole core battery, what you're trying to do, except wow. using a smaller heating surface. 
So we rolled that to create our patented heated bar that you hold on to, and it's inside uh, every pouch, which we'll get to. But that heat is the hottest, most concentrated heat on the market, bar none. There's other heated clothing companies, or there's other non-heated pouches and other right. products and cartments, but nothing heats that hot, that quick, that fast. And that's really what you need if you want to create blood circulation in your hands. All right, well, let's get into that. And I want you to show us the product because you know, I saw it on Saturday and I was blown away. And, and it is something that, yes, it will look good on camera and yes, it's impressive, but until you actually put this thing in your hand and you realize not only the quality, but how much heat is generated. I mean, it was minus 20 degrees Celsius here in Calgary on, yeah. And I'm turning it down, right? Like I'm, yeah. my hands are getting too <laughs> too hot after five minutes. So really impressive. Take a look at the, or show us the what the product looks like and how it functions. Yeah, so it was perfect when we've been trying to connect in person for a yeah. while now. When you said you wanted to meet, we were either going to meet at Mickelson or at the outdoor construction site at right. the new launch pad. <clears throat> and when you said outside, I said, perfect. perfect. It's going to be <laughs> sold. <laughs> um, so we have three different versions of our heated hand warming pouches. This is the first version, which is our Sport 2.0. So every box comes with a real high-end, or every pouch, I'm sorry, comes with a real high-end box. Um, we actually take inside here, we take $1 from every unit sold and donate that to our charity. Right called on. G-Tech gives back. Uh, Kidsport here in Calgary, we donate over $10,000 to them since Good inception. And we work with a lot of military and um, conservation causes as well. Um, but inside each box, you get your user manual, battery, and wall charger. Yep. And we wanted to create an interface that was easy enough for anyone to use. So once you insert your battery into the pouch, which there's a small little battery pocket, all you have to do is zip it up, hold down this exterior button for three seconds and it turns on to red, which is our high heat. You simply click it again to go to orange, which is medium, right. and then click it, green to go back to, click it again to go to green, which is low. So inside the pouch is that bar that I was referencing. So it sounds simple, but sometimes the most simple ideas are the best ideas. And this is a patent pended, patented product too. So we're patented yeah. in Canada, we're patent pending in the US. <clears throat> right. We're actually working on filing some new technology, which we're really excited about. But in essence, this is our secret sauce, if right. you want to call it. So instead of putting your hand into a pouch and there being nothing in there, or those disposable hot hands that don't heat that hot and always die out, yeah. you now grab onto this and on high you get two to four hours of heat, medium five to six, low eight to 12. And you know, I just, turn, I just grabbed this, turned it on 30 seconds ago and it's already really heating up. Like it's impressive how quick and instant the heat is. Well, I, uh, when, specifically from like a performance standpoint and when people talk about GTAC, like our first you know, core, you know, vision was sports performance. So for me, when I'm golfing, like I don't want to have to wear it all the time. Right. Even though like Rory McIlroy, for instance, and we'll talk to some of the golfers that wear it, he not only wears it, but he hits balls with it in front of him. A really? lot of golfers spin it around their back. Right. It's like what you'd see on a typical NFL quarterback, right? They'll put it on the front and they'll yeah. spin it around when they're playing. But I have videos of him hitting balls, believe it or not, at the Honda in Florida with it in front of him because a cold front moved in and it was 80 the day before, dropped to 50, overnighted a pouch to him. And he's sitting there and he's hitting balls in the range at the Honda with his hands in front of the pouch. Wow. So um, for sports performance, having that hot heat to grab onto is just right. what you need. Well, and you know, you're an accomplished golfer and we're going to talk about that. Uh, you lived in San Francisco and played competitive college golf. Um, but as a golfer, the last thing you can have cold in your body is your hands. Yeah. Because your feel around the greens, even even if you're hitting driver or whatever club it is, you need to have 
your hands warm. That, that to me is the most important part when it's cold is keeping your hands warm uh, without question. Completely agree. And I'll sacrifice sometimes my upper body, like shed down a layer and right. be a little colder up top to have more mobility. A little less restriction when you're swinging. A little less restriction, yeah. you know, especially when we play in here. Like yeah. for the U.S. audience, <laughs> depending on where you are, um, you may not see, see the extremes we see here in right. Canada. I've right. played Alberta Opens in the snow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's just a different level of cold. So, um, yeah, keeping the hands warm for... Skilled golfers, very important. But even for amateur and beginner <coughs> golfers, no one wants to go out and freeze in the cold. So even though it started for sports performance, we have tons of golfers that are 30, 40 handicaps that just enjoy the game and like to play in any types of weather and right. don't want to be restricted from the cold. And and like you mentioned, the unique thing about this product is you had a vision because you're a golfer that this is great for golf, but it's evolved so much beyond that to, like you said, a mom walking her dog. Now you even got into the military and other avenues and industries, markets they didn't even probably anticipate. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, going from the sport pouch, we have our stealth. And the reason why we call it stealth is the buttons covered, our stealth Realtree pouch. So customers were bombarding us, emailing us saying, why don't you have a hunting one? And where's a camel (laughs) one? And we're like, guys, we're a startup. Like we just used to sell one black pouch. I was selling 500 of these out of the back of my car (laughs) two years ago. They're at my mom's house for storage. She's the one doing the shipping. It's chaos. Like just, we're trying to get product out, but you got to listen to your audience or your best advocates. And we came out with this Realtree line. So Realtree is a very cool company for people who don't know about it. They don't create actual products all they do is create patterns oh really so they create this pattern which is this certain you know environment or geographic location that hunters wear similar type gear to this and then they source this to companies like us that say hey you want to have a real tree max 5 which is this one buy from our suppliers make your own product so it's kind of g-tech by real tree partnership and in november during duck hunting season and fall hunting this is our top selling pouch we can't keep them in stock um, over the last two years just because hunters go crazy for it. Good for you. Yeah, I'm not a big hunter myself, but <clears throat> imagine sitting in a tree blind for 8, 12 hours just praying something's going to come by. You want your hands warm. You want your hands warm. Yeah. And then um, same model in our stealth pouch is the military-grade one. So upgraded fabric, upgraded materials, but same And definitely system. heavier duty. Like when you pick these up, yeah. you can feel the the extra weight of the material, can't you? You can. Yeah. You can. So military grade, I think, is a great name for it. Uh, so we've sold this to <clears throat> through distributors in the U.S. to the U.S. Army, U.S. Navy, Special Forces Groups, NASA, Secret Service. So we're really starting to get some good momentum with this product. There's all types of applications for uh, outdoor workforce as well. You wow. think working outside in the cold, we ran a study with PCL in Canada and we're hoping to show like five to 10 minutes a day of increased productivity. And it came out to over an hour a day with all the tablet use, with all the in and out of cars. They're allowing the workers to work better, more efficient and safer hours working out in the cold. Sure. So Absolutely. that military grade product is quite exciting. And then just launched last <clears throat> week is our new heated hoodie. Uh, so those are available now in the U.S. and will be coming to Canada soon. But same technology built into the front pouch of a really cool kind of Nike Adidas style hoodie. Oh, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you'll get one of the first ones. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Can't, there we go. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll talk a little more about that yeah. too. Um, okay, so it's been seven years. Um, you know, it, it's take a little bit. Obviously, I mean, I've been involved in lots of startups. I'm very entrepreneurial like yourself. What was kind of the first thing that kind of you could kind of point back to and say this was the time where things kind of started taking off for G-Tech? 
Yeah, it would have been the 2019 <clears throat> Genesis Open. So okay. we have uh, a director in our company. Uh, his name's Clark Jones. He ran IMG Golf for about 25 years. Wow. You know, repped uh, Tiger, VJ, Sergio. Great guy, great relationships in the golf community. So uh, Jim Furyk had taken our 2016 Ryder Cup pouch that he got at Hazel Team, but it was super warm at that Ryder Cup. So no one really wore it, but he kept right. it with him. And in 2019 at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, it was really cold down in Monterey and he wore the pouch. So he emailed the PGA of America and said, I had 20 tour players ask me about this pouch, but I couldn't remember the company that gave it to us. Who was it? And can <laughs> yeah. I get their contact info? Right. So the PGA of America emails me and they're like, hey, Jim Furyk wants your info. Is that okay? I'm like, I couldn't write back yes fast enough. I'm like, yes, but what's he want and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, Jim will be in touch. So Jim texts me and he goes, dude, those pouches are great. I had so many players ask about me. Is like any way I can get another one. And if you ever want to come down to a tour event, like I'll introduce you to some guys. He's Meanwhile, like, you're booking a plane ticket to get there as quick as you can probably, right? <laughs> the, the week after <laughs> AT&T is at Riviera. Right. And I'm thinking that's LA. It's not going to be that cold. And we right. looked, the forecast brutal. 50 to 60 is a high. Okay. So I go call Clark, our super agent, yeah. sits on my board. Say I need tickets and I'm flying from, at the time I was living in Calgary still, I'm flying right. from Calgary down to LA for the Genesis Open. And at the time, you know, traveling with that many pouches and batteries and all this stuff, it's just a headache everywhere you go. You know what it's like. That's the life of an entrepreneur though, headaches. Yeah. Do you have any it. spare batteries? Like, yeah, I have 80 <clears> actually. Okay. I don't know if you can bring that many, but anyways, got down there, had nothing other than tickets, nothing. Right. Go to drive in with my two huge boxes of pouches. The guy's like, where's your credentials? Where's your pass? What are you doing here? What are you doing? He said, oh, we just, you know, I've been in this and you're probably an entrepreneur as well. You just yeah. got to be quick on your feet. And was like, oh, like we're supposed to meet someone. We're just going to drop it off. We'll be back. Yeah. And Take nothing. a look at this text from Jim, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use that. Yeah. So we finagle our way into the um, front gates. Then we get to the clubhouse. We're like, what do we do now? Like, do I just walk in and say, hey, I'm going to put these boxes somewhere while we then go park somewhere and we'll be back. <laughs> so meet this really nice front door guy. And he introduces the GM of Riviera that runs the whole thing. Oh, wow. And he was in one of those busy moods. That he just gave me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whatever you need, we'll put it over here. Right. Like, we weren't a vendor or anything. Right. Just right. a random guy coming down with these boxes asking if I can put my stuff in his clubhouse. So it was very gracious, let us put it there. And then I proceeded for two days to try and get on the range because Jim had texted me saying, meet me at, or meet me by the range. Right. So you need mm -hmm. PGA credentials to get on the range. And at Riviera, it's very hard to connect with those guys. They're like 50 yards ahead of you. Totally. Yeah. And they've got ropes and security and everything set up, right? We've they all had, seen it. So yeah, it's yeah. access, right? <clears throat> so, um, the third day I finally got a new security person. I was like, hey, look, I have to get this to Jim and here's the text, I'll be right back. And he let me through. So you did use the text. Did lose the text. <laughs> He's like, but you have five minutes. So I had the pouch for Jim. So I went and saw Jim, gave him his pouch. He was awesome. He's warming up on a Saturday before his tour event. Yeah. And, um, and this is back in 2016, 19, 19. Oh, 19. Genesis. Okay. Yeah. He had wore the 2016 Ryder cup pouch right. at the 2019 AT&T. Okay. And the next week was the Genesis where I showed up. Yeah. So I give him his pouch and I'm on the range. And I'm about to walk out of security and go back. And I thought, what are the chances I'm going to be on a range at a PGA event, 50 yards from security again, where I can go to every guy and say, Hey, can I show you this? So I went up and down the range and because I played college and competitive golf, it's not like I was running up being like, hey guys, like right. I wait for them to switch clubs or right. talk with their coach and I just pop in. You were in. tactful about it. Yeah, super tactical. <clears throat> I didn't want to piss guys off, to be right. honest. You know, what's this guy doing? Imagine taking a new golf club and walking up a PGA range on a 
event and saying, hey, guys, want to try a new glove? They'd be like, get this kid off the range. Exactly. Because they've already got suppliers and, you know, uh, you know, contracts <laughs> of who they're wearing for right. the glove, but nobody has this. Correct. Yeah. So went up to a quick list. I don't want to take too much time, but at the time, four of the top six in the world. So it was Rory, JT, DJ, and Bryson. Wow. Plus 32 others, a total of 40. Um, guys, this was a script. Ex-college golfer, know what it's like to play in the cold. The next day, they're supposed to play really early. I'm like, it's going to be freezing tomorrow. I can put this in your locker. If you want one, just let me know. Went 40 for 40. Wow. You know, Adam Scott, Kevin, uh, everyone. Wow. Um, DJ was the coolest interaction. Again, before his round, took 15, 20 minutes just to sit there and talk with me about the pouch. I mean, I, I've never met DJ. We have, I think, different impressions of golfers watching them on TV, but he seems like a pretty laid back, chill guy. Well, tell us a little bit about your interaction with him. He's exactly what you would think. He's just <laughs> a chilled, laid back, awesome guy. Good. And since then, I've developed a little bit of a relationship with his brother, Austin. I'm moving to Florida uh, in a couple months, and he's down there, and I've met him at some golf events. And awesome. They've been great. The DJ is one of the guys that's worn it the most, but just it was surreal. Like I don't like to stop to talk to guys at the Alberta Am for 10 minutes right. while I'm warming up. And here's this kid from Canada showing DJ a pouch for 15, 20 minutes before he's warming up. Like, stopped his full hey, warm-up. At least you're a guy that actually goes to warm up. I just go to the <laughs> T, three quick swings, and let's see how it goes. Well, yeah, that's uh, the that's the golf we play now. Right. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that was super cool. And then the next day, couldn't have worked out any better. So they had an early morning restart. So they were warming up on the range in the dark, and they had huge floodlights lighting okay. up the range. And um, as I'm walking down, have you been to Riv before? I haven't, no. So you walk from the clubhouse down this huge hill and I could see the range as I'm walking down and all I saw was red lights all over the range because I didn't know if they were going to wear them the next day. Right. Everyone was wearing them. Wow. So at the time, I didn't have any content guys or anyone with me. So I was just using my iPhone and I snapped all <laughs> these pictures and photos and it was just, it was surreal. Super wow. cool. Good for you. Yeah. And then that ended up getting us um, transitioned into being official supplier to the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Yeah. So they have one of seven companies, I think. You have like Polar Ralph Lauren does their apparel. They have a company that does their bags and stuff like that. Um, but we were their official heated pouch supplier to Team USA and Team Europe at wow. the Ryder Cup. And then seeing those guys wear it this past September and being on the first tee and watching Cantley walk out with it on and DJ and Brooks and... Well, and there's the iconic picture, yeah. right? Like if you are passionate about golf and you're on social media at all, you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen the picture where Paul Casey walks up to <laughs> DJ, sticks his hand in the pouch and gives this, you know, kind of grin of like, wow, that's really warm in there, right? It's so it's so funny <laughs> because it's what we're known as now. Right. Like the past six, or I guess what's it been, four months since then, that's kind of what we've become known as. But um, funny story behind how that happened. So our media company is Snacks Media, and yeah. we brought uh, <clears throat> David McKenzie, who's their kind of head guy, to do all the video for that week. And Patrick Mullaney, our EVP of USA Sales and my main business partner in GTAC, we had two cars. So I was driving with Clark and okay. he had a little bit of access. So we got in a little differently. And Patrick literally sees that we're running behind schedule and we had to get David to the range. And they're not supposed to bring professional camera in over the weekend. We could do it all leading up and we're there oh, okay. like a week on site. Interesting. But there's a police escort taking the players into the event. So it's like cop, beamer, beamer, player, car, cop. Wow. Beamer, beamer, player, car. And Clark and I are in this huge line to get in yeah. and we see 
Patrick's car, my business partner, go flying by in this police escort. <laughs> and we call him. We're like, are you in that police escort with the players? He's like, yeah, we have to get David to the range or we're going to miss this shot. So he snuck him in there, drove him basically right to the range, and then David popped up at the range and got that infamous shot. <laughs> so a lot of talk about right place, right, right time. Absolutely. A lot of things had to go right and to even get And doing what that. you got to do as an entrepreneur to get yeah. in there and you know <laughs> grind it out, it out a bit and be yeah. in the right place at the right time. That's true. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, that one was super cool. Anytime for me, top golfers in the world where it's kind of what I've been trying to do for seven years. Right. So I know you're a passionate golfer, love the product. It's awesome. It's tough to explain really how great it is, but you know, we're going to be bringing it on um, at Launchpad and, and throughout our courses as well. I can't wait for our team at Launchpad because we're outside and we're year round here, right? So a lot of the things we're hearing from our team is it's cold. They're out there working six, seven, eight hour shifts. This is going to be an awesome product, which one of the things I love is the branding component. We can brand it Launchpad. I think it's going to be a huge seller for us. I know it's going to be awesome for our team. Um, but as a golfer, I know you've had some other really awesome experiences uh, as well. And you've recently moved to Dallas. Um, you've played competitively. Tell us about some of those other experiences you've had as yeah. a golfer. Yeah, so um, moved to Dallas about a year and a half ago now, and one of the first people I met who's become one of my really good friends is Travis Miller, who runs PGA Memes. Yeah. So he's um, you know kind of the golf meme god, I guess right. you could say. And we went to his first event, and he runs a it's called the PGA Memes Challenge. Yeah. And it's all based around Play Yellow for Kids, uh, which is Jack Nicklaus charity. But he just puts on these epic, epic tournaments. Events that are awesome. They're awesome. So they have awesome influencers, but it's not all influencers. You meet right. just random people that just go and buy there. And it's been incredible for us. So uh, he's been great. And through him, uh, at one of his events, we were playing a practice round at Trump West Palm and got to meet uh, 45, uh, Donald Trump, which was... So which, politics aside. Yeah, politics um, aside. <laughs> be a really cool experience to be on the golf course and meet a past president, no question. Yeah, so Travis, uh, who was running the PGA Memes event, he always has Trump's granddaughter, Kai, who's a really good up-and-coming golfer. Um, oh, really? Okay. Play on his team. Yeah. So we always play a practice round the day before the event, and we were at Trump Bedminster about six minutes, six months before that, and we could only get like 30 feet from Trump and he took away. And then Travis, I knew Did he had secret service and stuff all over oh, the place. Crazy. Really? Eight guys, eight to 10 guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. Real dudes. Even out on the golf course. Oh yeah. After he's been president, they're all crazy. Over the place. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think all former presidents get pretty good security, so. yeah. but yeah, him maybe more than others. Right. So tons of security, just tough to get Couldn't get to. close to him at all. Couldn't even get within 30 yards, but saw him. Okay. Right. So when we're playing in this one, I know Travis had went to his granddaughter and said, Hey, look, these guys have played in a bunch of the events. It wasn't just me. It was other people right. playing the day before, probably three groups, 12 of us. Anyway, he can, after his round, just swing out and say hi to everyone. So we're on the fourth hole playing a practice round, just playing for fun. And uh, I'm playing with a guy who does probably the most spot on Trump impersonations ever. So Instagram's Rob J. Trump. So all day he's got the Trump hat on and I'm riding with this guy. I feel like I'm with Trump. And if you look up his social, you'll die laughing. <laughs> we'll do it. And then on the fourth tee, we see this cart coming over and he only wears the same outfit every time. It's a red yeah. hat, white shirt, black pants. Right. Every time. So comes flying over the hill and we're like, there he is. And it was just like 
how much time we're going to get with him. So he pulls up on our tee, literally parks his car. If you've seen him where he drives his car, it's insane. Parks it on the tee, basically. And he goes, his granddaughter's in the group in front of us with another foursome. And he goes, I heard uh, there's a lawn drive guy, uh, Bobby, who run, runs iHeart Lawn Drive. Or, yeah, iHeart Lawn Drive. Yeah. Um, he had hit a drive for him before. And he goes, I want to see you hit another one. I love how far this Bobby guy hits it. <laughs> so I'm scoping... And he goes, you got to come with me and hit one. Because Bobby, after we played a few holes, he says, just Jesse guy can hit pretty far too. You'll want to see him hit one. So I'm scoping Trump's granddaughter's cart. It's like 295 sea level in Florida. I was going to say sea level, 295. So that's what, 320, 330 carry up here? So this Bobby guy's a long drive guy. So he's either going to hammer one over their head or they spray it if they miss it. So he spins one out, thank God, misses them. And I'm sitting over this thing like, I better hammer this ball. I'm going to literally hit. 45 is asks you to hit a ball over top of his granddaughter. You better nail it. You better nail it. And I just hammered this thing. And I think he turned and said, wow, that would have hurt or something like that if it hit him. But um, yeah, that one was crazy. Um, and then Bryson at Top Golf was also one of my. Now that must have been in Dallas because I think he lives in Dallas now. Yeah. So since you've moved down there, tell us a little bit about that. I so can't, can't wait to hear this. My best friend from college, who's a big Cowboys fan, was in town for a Cowboys game. Yeah. And I'm driving to Top Golf to meet Travis from PJ Memes. I'm with my buddy. And um, Travis's agent calls me, who I'm friends with, and says, Hey, just so you know, I think Bryson's going to be there tonight. Should be fun. Wow. I'm like, There's only one Bryson, like DeChambeau. Right. right. And he goes, Yeah, can't wait to see you. And, um, we get there and we're hitting balls. It's me, Travis, my buddy Domingo, right. and Bryson shows up in shorts, um, gym shoes, a t-shirt, and kind of like a hoodie, like I'm wearing. A little yep. cold in Dallas. No one, it's not as like nice as everyone right. thinks it is in the winter. And um, he had just done a quote that's coming out this month for Sports Illustrated for GTech, first PGA player to comment on the product for me. Oh wow! Because they called us, Sports Illustrated called us to do an article, and they said, "Are there any players who give a quote?" I go, "We have no one under payroll, so probably not." And he had called around and got a hold of Bryson, and Bryson gave us a quote. So I just yeah, went good for right, you. Yeah, it was huge. So I just went right up to him, like, "Dude, thank you so much for the Sports Illustrated thing." I'm Jesse from G Tech. He goes, "I know, I know, I know. Your pouches are great. We love your stuff." And he's used it a bunch, and um, we had a great conversation about just the technology. Like, yeah. if you know Bryson, like he's an analytical tech guy. I've heard like, he very scientific very so his eyes like he's looking at me and we're like eye to eye and he's programming (laughs) and i'm telling him about tech and we're just having this awesome chat and he goes okay i need to hit some drivers and over the next half hour i kid you not i saw like one of the most insane things i've ever seen in a golf course or golf event so if you've been to top golf in the u.s you know they have their top golf drivers which aren't that good but they're made to last right yeah right couldn't have said any better. Yeah. And they're soft balls. So to hit over the back of the top golf thing, you got to hit a really good drive. You got to hammer it. Hammer it, especially at this one too. I, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of people can't even do it. No chance. Couldn't say any better. What yeah. you see on Instagram when you see the ball going on the black, those don't carry the net. No, I a lot it, of those don't even hit the net. Correct. Yeah, I, I hit it up here. Good day in Canada, three thirty, three four. I can get right. it out there. I ninety nine point nine can't get over the back net. Yeah. He is ripping at these drives with the top golf driver. And one out of every two is going over. So he hits about a hundred top golf drivers and he's profusely sweating. He's not like hitting a drive, going back, having a beer, talking. It's just driver after so driver. The after. way we envision him swinging it, yeah. he's actually ripping every single shot like that. Like, but not like one every minute. It's one every, as soon as he could tee up another one, he was hitting it. I think he actually had his buddy teeing him up for him. 
So we had him pumped up, and then the good, good guy showed up, and yeah. then he's like, a couple of them were hitting their real drivers with real balls, I think, over the back. So he's like, enough of this. So he right. pulls out his new Cobra, the beta one he's using now, and he's just hammering these top guys. Like everyone's wow. going over the back. And our server kind of comes around and she's like, are you guys like hitting balls over the back? He goes, no, that last one didn't go over, but I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, oh, and then it was like, I tried to have a beer with them and he's like, dude, I got yoga in 30 minutes. Actually, I got to get out of here. I want to get there early. So like what you see from him is I think what you get, he, he cares more about that game than I think most guys out there and he wants to change it. And, um, was really really cool just to see from like a pure um athletic take golf out of it what right. he did to win a u.s open last year be top 10 in the world be a Ryder cup player and then go finish in the round of eight i think at the long drive yeah because like i might play with someone once a year that hits a drive that i'm like whoa that was crazy right and he hit 150 that was like whoa 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 like that, that was is crazy just insane so that meme, I think we were talking about earlier, that's like the gunfire cannons going over the back at right. Top Golf. Like, yeah, he's he set a record. That and still day. a young guy, right? Like, he's going to evolve. It'll be interesting to me, like as hard as he swings, how long he's going to be able to keep that up. Like, I I used to swing pretty hard, and now I'm 43, and I don't swing quite as hard. But I'm interested to see, you know, certainly if he takes care of his body like the way he is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, keeps doing the things like yoga and other things, I'm really interested to see if he can keep that pace up. It was insane. So that's yeah. like, I couldn't believe it. Like, he did not warm up. He came in, and the first drive he hit was 110%. And I turned to my <laughs> buddy who was there who played college golf with me, a really, really good golfer who's yeah. in his mid-30s now like me. And I was like, dude, like, how is he not warmed up or doing anything? Like, I'm hitting baby wedges just trying to right. get warmed up. And then I asked him, he goes, I trained this way that allows me to do this. So he, in his mind, and I don't know how long, like you said, it can keep up, but has built a training regimen that allows him to do that without getting injured. And you know what? Kudos to him and good on him because we need other great, unique personalities, people that are willing to push the envelope to evolve the game of golf, right? I, I've said many times on you know various channels and whatnot, evolution is inevitable mm -hmm. it's just a matter of if we continue to evolve in the industry because if we don't we're going to get stuck behind the times and people are going to choose to do other things or you know not play golf anymore so we need people that are willing to push the envelope and you know continue to push golf forward without question totally i mean yeah. because of covid i think golf had the biggest last two years it's had in a long time for sure people are outside but it's starting to taper off now and yeah. you know there's only one tiger probably that's going to move the needle like he did and yeah um it's good to see him at least back playing with his son that was super cool that but was yeah cool. bryson is i think you know one of those guys that you're seeing kids that could have played Div one quarterback playing football or basketball, playing golf now. Like you're seeing crazy athletes coming out. So if you looked at golf, I think 20, 30 years ago compared right. to where it's at now, just put the top 25 players from a fitness and athletic standpoint, totally it's insane. Yeah. Like Jack was a big, strong dude. Yeah. He was not swinging at 200 mile an hour. Not even close. Driver like Bryson is. Yeah. Or 220, yeah, right? Absolutely. He just cracked 220, I yeah. think, ball speed. Yeah, no, insane. That, that is insane. Like, I think, gosh, I don't even want to stipulate what I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out to Launchpad a little later and figure <laughs> out what my ball speed is, and I'll send you a text. <laughs> well, especially with no warm up. There. No, yeah, exactly. Get like, yeah. well, I'll show. I think it's up. like a mid 160s, maybe. But uh, anyway, 
Jesse, this has been a blast. Thank you. Congratulations on your success with GTEC. Hope to have you back again, maybe for an update in the future. Yes. Uh, of course, you'll be here all summer. I think you said maybe playing some golf, right? Yeah, so. going to come play the Alberta golf circuit. I was just looking at the schedule. It looks like um, some good events, kind of mid-am and yeah. open. And yeah, I need to get out and play Mickelson. Yes, one of your other we'll, great we'll go venues. out there for sure. And uh, yeah, super excited about Launchpad. I mean, congrats to you. Like I said, when I saw you yesterday, oh, we appreciate it. Yeah. I had like three or four people before I met you just randomly texting me saying, dude, this Launchpad's crazy. You should come awesome. when you're back. And then after I met you and did that post, had a lot of great feedback. So pumped to get them into people's hands and um, keep telling the story. Well, enjoy Dallas. Um, as you know, I'm a big Cowboys fan. And so I make it down there periodically and I'm sure we'll connect down there sooner and later and then of course next summer we'll get out and play some golf together but uh, yeah thanks again for, for for coming today hope you guys enjoyed this podcast with Jesse with GTech a lot of fun going to be a great supplier great partnership we're going to form with Launchpad and beyond if you're not subscribed to this podcast I'd really appreciate it if you do we'll see you next time